1: Sport city, sport city, chef, chef. Sport city, sport city, chef, chef. Sport city, sport city, chef, chef. Sport city, sport city, Yes, we got a brand new present. Joe Biden, we riding. I pray you haven't said. Word from the wise, my people stay ahead. Of. Come on, I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it. Case goes from cold to hot state. Kaboom, Sports City chefs is in the room Cooking up hot topics to put up on his the spoon They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June Superman verse, and doom the clouds loom To so tell a friend it's the Sports City chefs again Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again Sports City, Sports City Chef. chefs Sports City, Sports City chefs, chefs Chef.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the kids. Uh. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, yes, yes. What's going on, Sports City? It's your boy, Sirius. A little bit later than normal, I wanted to give the fathers and, and the families enough time to go out and celebrate Halloween with their friends, family, lovers, and their kids. But we back in the building. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. I wanted to mention some college football. Um, the first round of college football rankings came out for the college football playoffs. Got a lot to talk about, but you guys know man. Come on, freeway, talk for them. Let's go. Okay, okay, Freeway. Again, I'm going to need you to cut it out immediately. And, you know, I I left my rap days behind me, but, yo, I swear, every time I had that beat, I want to jump in the booth and go off. Call the number 929 477 Lock Loaded here with 4 City Chefs for the next uh, hour and some change depending upon how we roll in this evening. But, again, I wanted to spend some time before the chefs got in here and kind of talk about the college football playoffs. right now as the currently states ohio state overtook georgia for the number one spot that leaves georgia at number two uh florida state at four and michigan running out at, at three and for for those of you guys that know me know i am a penn state fan um so my distaste for ohio state runs very 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 deep however all things created equal, and with me not being a quote unquote hater, I have to give honorable honor what based baseball for of the strength of schedule and what Ohio State is able to do through the first several weeks of this college football playoff. It hasn't been pretty by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, they have significant issues uh, with the quarterback position. Um, the offensive line isn't what it normally is. However, defensively, um, they managed to get it done, and I I think they do have arguably the best college football player in the nation, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how they all um, shake out. I know Georgia um, is going to be in the thick of things. Michigan, uh, they still have yet to play. Ohio State and Penn State, they got them, um, as we round out, the college football regular season in Florida State just seems to find a way to, to get it done. And so, again, th- th- those are the top four uh, as you currently sit here um, on the 31st of October. Um, I wanted to make a quick transition while the chefs are still following themselves in here uh, to what took place uh, on the NFL front. Uh, today, the trade deadline has come and it has gone. Uh, with a couple interesting names being dealt at the deadline. People understand and they know where I rest my head here in the metro D.C. area, so it would be smart of me to start right there with the Washington Commanders trading not one, but both of their edge rushers and Montez Sweat um, and Chase Young. And to be painfully honest with you guys, I am quite shocked that they traded both of them. It wouldn't have shocked me at all that they traded one of them. My, my guess and my money was honestly on Chase Young being the one that will be end up, will end up being dealt due to the fact that they failed to pick up his fifth-year option. However, uh, both he and Sweat got dealt uh, to the Chicago Bears and Tesco 49ers respectively. Um, and Honestly, I think this is a great move for both players, to be honest with you. I think Chase Young going to the San Francisco 49ers reconnects with Nick Bosa, a college teammate up here at Ohio State, um, and bolsters uh, a defense that, let's keep it a buck, has been leaking and being pretty much ran on and thrown on relatively easily over the past three games. Now, I'll be at those other three games that they've lost, but Kirk kind Cousins of lit them up like a Christmas tree Uh, Joe Burrow lit him up like a Christmas tree. Um, And they ended up losing uh, the week prior to to them facing the the Minnesota Vikings to the New York football Jets. So, um, no, the Jets lost to the Eagles. They lost to the name, the team escapes me. But they ended up losing um, that week as well. So it's interesting to see what the 49ers are doing. Uh, as far as the trade deadline and as far as making sure that they are geared up for a postseason run. Now, I don't think this buy comes at a better time for anybody. Hopefully coming out of this buy, uh, they get Devo Samuel back healthy, they get Tripp Williams back, and they can start to go on this run. They do have a, a, a tumultuous schedule. Uh, down the way, uh, playing the the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think they play Kansas City in there. So um, they have a uh, – I don't want to say a murderer's row, but they have a very, very interesting schedule going down the stretch. So it's going to be great to see what they do, and I do believe that the acquisition of Chase Young definitely helps them out. So on the flip side, Montez Sweat and the Chicago Bears, um, they get somebody who – to potentially help them out on the defensive side of the ball. Montez Sweat um, has been very, very consistent um, here in Washington. Um, he's been on the field as a very, very durable, durable, if you will. Um, and I think that he going to the Chicago Bears in exchange for draft capital um, is going to be interesting to see how that you know unfolds. Um, another trade to talk about um, before everybody arrives, is the fact that Joshua Dobbs um, is once again on the move. Now, this has a direct result of the Achilles injury of Kirk Cousins. However, I do think that Josh Dobbs going to the Minnesota Vikings is not a bad move, and here's why. For the first time in a very, very long time, he has an assortment of weapons to be able to distribute the football to. I think that Josh Dobbs going to... Um, the Minnesota Vikings definitely helps them out tremendously and definitely helps them kind of bridge that gap um that Kirk Cousins left. Speaking of bridging and the gap, I've got Mr. Controversy in the building, man. It's only it's, it's only fitting that I you know that it happens at that particular moment. Controversy talk to me, man. How we doing this these sir?
3: I'm doing little well, serious. How you doing man?
2: You know, sir, I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm talking um, trades that went down this this afternoon. I started talking about Montez Sweat going to the Bears, Chase Young, the 49ers. I wanted to, you know, put my, my, my thoughts on Paul for a second and give you the opportunity to talk about those particular two trades, what were your thoughts when, when that trade went down, and uh, how both of these moves affect both teams.
3: So... Um, I guess we'll start with the the acquiring teams first. Um, It's very interesting um, from a 49ers perspective Um, because they they did drop a third-round pick. Um, The question is, are they going to be able to retain him for more than the one year? Or is this just a... Um, one year kind of win Super Bowl or bust kind of push. If it works out, that's great. But right now, we're looking at a San Francisco 49ers team that's gone off a three straight lo- three straight losing streak. Um, where the only major player of note that seems to be missing is Debo. recent of those games. So it, it does make me wonder if this is kind of a desperation move to get back into the number one seed or not. Um and, and the and then for the Bears it's also a um situation where the Bears are gonna have a lot of money so they're looking to acquire talent wherever they can so they can use those Multiple, multiple first-round draft picks for um, for other positions. So they're they're going to be looking to build off of that, and the cheap rookie contracts are going to be easy to do that. Um, so so the Bears and how they're playing to build is going to be really interesting coming to draft time and in the off season. But the biggest question for me, I kind of expected the uh, Washington Commanders commander, football team, whatever you want to call them, um, to keep at least one of these guys. Both these guys were very good pass rushers and kind of the core for the uh, defense, for the Washington commanders. And all of a sudden, they just get us in them both in exchange for a second and third round pick. Which are building blocks but and to be fair they did get Montez Sweat in the second round the year he was drafted if I remember correctly. So it's not impossible to players of that talent but they um kind of sold both major pieces. So it's almost like the tanking has begun and uh in Washington. So I, I find that really, really weird for for the price they got. Yes, they were one-year rentals, at least on their face, unless they get resigned signed uh, or franchise tag or something like that. But um, I'm not sure if San Francisco has uh, – well, actually, they will because, uh, of course, um, Block Purdy's contract is – so incredibly minimal that it
0: uh,
3: it um, pushes up on disgusting how much they're getting even if you want to call them a top fifteen quarterback at that uh, at that that um, pay rate is bizarre and low will come off the books next year and so will Trey Lance. So they do have play of money to push into Chase Young um, next year to try to resign him. So um, a lot of really interesting things going on for in um, these two trades of the Commanders. Yeah,
2: you know what? It, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, and Mister Harvey. I, I get to you here in a second, sir. Uh, That was the first thing that I said when, you know, we we started tonight's episode. I'm shocked that they actually moved both of them. You guys know where I rest my head. I'm in the Metro. Um, I work pretty closely with the commanders. And, I I mean, I I knew one of them was moving. I didn't expect both of them to move, Um, you know. So, it's weird uh, that they both got dealt. Mr. Harvey, man, welcome to the building. (coughs) Uh, we're, we're, we're talking the trades that took place, but I wanted to back up a second, uh, give you an opportunity to you know talk a little college ball with me, and you could springboard that into um, this case Young, Montez Sweatdale. The the first round of college football rankings came out, sir, and uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State uh, kind of round out the top the top four. I said um, that I, I, I want to throw shade and I want to hate on Ohio State, but based off of what they've been able to accomplish with those wins, um, it hasn't been pretty, but it's been effective. You know, I wanted to get an opportunity to talk to the college game, and then if you want to springboard that and to
4: chase young, watch that's sweat, you're more than welcome to, man. Talk to me, dude. I appreciate it, man. Now, I really expected – Ohio State to be one when I really stopped and looked at it uh, because you got a win over one loss, Penn State. You got a win over Notre Dame. And even though Notre Dame's got two losses, um, they have a couple of impressive wins uh, this year as well. Michigan State has definitely played a cupcake schedule and probably uh, Michigan State's schedule probably even been easier than Georgia's, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, Georgia hasn't played uh, that difficult of a schedule yet either. However, the the only two games that people have wondered, can these teams give Georgia a, a game? Uh, it's like a, a, if you sleep on Georgia, uh, or, or like if you if, if you think they're going to walk in a game, they they end up it ends up being a little bit closer than expected. But then, as soon as people start like questioning whether or not. Uh, Somebody can push Georgia or whatever They just come out and hit you in the mouth So, I mean Listen All five of these teams These undefeated teams had to be ranked In the top five, you know, Washington uh, You know I, I think Georgia is getting some Credit for, you know Having won two straight national titles Which, you know, we haven't seen In a long time And You know, they're trying to become the first to win three since Minnesota in the 30s. don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, Michigan, uh, you know, pretty lopsided with their wins this year, Uh, even though they haven't played anybody really tough. You know, they get both Penn State and, you know, Ohio State in the month of November. So a lot of this is going to sort itself out. Uh, I would not have been surprised to see – Uh, Florida State won. Like I said, uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't really much matter, serious, uh, where these teams are ranked now because it's going to continue to sort themselves out. It's a talking point. It's something for us to discuss and for us to discuss the the pluses and minuses of each team, right? But, uh, you know, as far as the first set of rankings, uh, I didn't read past number five, to be honest with you, yet today because I worked late tonight. Uh, but I don't see any major issue uh, with the top five, to be honest with you. I, Washington's kind of playing with their food, and I think they're going to take a loss pretty soon. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But a lot, of this is going to, a lot of this is going to shake itself out. As far as the trades, uh, you know, I agree with what controversy said a minute ago. I, I said this on Sunday, on the time of Sunday morning brunch, shameless plug, uh, that if the commanders – lost this game this past weekend and they played well actually for the most part of it Uh, but if they lost this game went to three and five they were going to make a few trades and be sellers and not buyers but uh, like uh, controversy said a minute ago i thought that they would probably uh, trade one of those guys not both Uh, you know maybe it's a little bit longer of a rebuild than they think you know, maybe they think they can get you know some great value at this draft and sort of restart the clock on, you know what I mean, like these pass rushers and, you know, what that looks like as far as uh, trying to sign them or keep them around. So, uh, you know, uh, we will see, but I, I was kind of surprised at that. I, I think they're kind of clearing out some some space, but I also... You know, I don't know that Ron Rivera is going to be there next year. They do have a first-round pick, though, correct? Coming into this next draft. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so uh, that being said, you know, they may think as many good quarterbacks as there are, you know, we're going to give this, you know, Sam Howell the rest of this year as an audition to see what we think. Uh, we can grab a quarterback and then probably, uh, you know, still get some value later on in that draft. but uh, you know, I, I I think that they just know that they're not going to be in the playoff discussion this year, probably in the NFC. So uh, let's let's get assets back. I mean, in this case, it's just uh, you know picks, but let's see what we can do with them, right? And then, as far as the acquiring teams, I, I also agree with what he said about the Bears. I I think they like. You know, at least in the last couple of games before he went down, they, they like some of the progression they've been seeing out of Dustin Fields. They've been doing things to try to upgrade the talent there. We, you know, we talked about going into the season, getting DJ Moore as a number one wide receiver, and he has looked apart the part uh, mm-hmm. this year. Has, hasn't really established uh, chemistry yet with Baygent, but, uh, you know, he has looked a part of a number one receiver. They've upgraded their wide receiver room. Uh, The defense needs a little bit more work. They have uh, not been able to get an effective pass rush. But if I'm the Bears and I'm looking around, like, you're probably not going to tank. It's going to be hard in that division now with Kirk Cousins going down. And, you know, we'll see what Josh Jobs can do there, if he even gets a job over Jaron Hall. And then... You know, Green Bay's been struggling too, so you're probably not going to think. Let's go ahead and and get these guys as much meaningful experience as we can, and continue to upgrade the roster and, and upgrade that locker room. And you know, the I feel like with the Bears, it's kind of multi stages, right? You you know, you're not going to go with like the old uh, what Daniel Snyder used to do in the off season, you know, for decades, and and try to just completely rebuild this thing in one year. Uh, you You try to get a little bit of more talent each year and bring in a few more pieces and you also end up having these guys kind of staggered contract life so it maybe allows you to start to lay a foundation but at the end of the day, you need a trigger man you need some guys that can go get the football um, but then you got to have people that can go that can rush the passer and they can protect the passer right and and so you know we talked about the value in in those positions and I mean, listen, uh, sweat brings a lot of value to that team. As far as San Francisco yeah. goes, as far as San Francisco goes, you got Bosa on one side. I think you do, you, you know, you go get a guy that can be a problem. You ain't going to be able to double as much on Bosa, and if you do, you're going to leave this guy open, uh, you know, to be able to get to the passer. Uh, I, I like the defensive line he's coming from in Washington, but I, you know, I think they're chasing a the ring, right? Like, can they afford him after this year? Who knows? Uh, but I think they're chasing the ring. They haven't won one since, what, 1994? So, mm-hmm. and this year, now that you've got McCaffrey added and in the fold, I think that, uh, listen, I know they're coming off of three losses, and I know that some people are really down. on them. I think, uh, believe it or not, I think that some of this is going to be sort of uh, growing pains for Brock Purdy. Uh, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna probably come out a little bit better for this. You'd like to have Devo back, and you'd like to be able to continue to, uh, you know, piece this together. But I, I still think that the 49ers are amongst the best in the in the NFC, and I still think they have a legitimate shot to make a Super Bowl. And so, if you can go get a guy that can really move the needle and give you more of a pass rush, like we talked about just now, the importance of that position. I I totally understand it. I see why they made the move. And, you know, once again, obviously they've had a couple of not-so-great draft picks, but they've also been able to find value uh, in those mid-to-late rounds. So I don't think it's going to kill them to give up a, a third-round pick for a guy who was picked, what, second overall, third overall? Or second overall. Uh, second so, overall, That yes. right. Yeah, so you're giving up a third-round pick for a guy that was picked second overall who has all kinds of potential um, and whether you, even if you can't keep him for more than a year or two, uh, you know, that's good value there. I mean, I I think they're going to be fine. And at the end of the day, I think this team makes the 49ers better and and strengthens them as as a contender because you you got passers that you need to be able to put pressure on um, in that, you know, not only in your, in your division, like Gino Smith and Matt Stafford, but, you know, they're looking at a team like uh, Detroit in the playoffs or uh, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia where you, you might have a guy and can run with him, but you need guys that can pressure him and try to force him off his spot. And so, uh, you know, any team can, can use Chase Young and he can be a valuable addition to a team, but right. especially if you're trying to win a ring.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel you, but here here's the question um, that, that, that I have, especially if you are – the Washington Commanders, um, you're sitting right now at three and five in an NF, in, 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 in NFC, you know, conference. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're in the AFC where Chiefs, Chargers, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Cincinnati, you know what I mean? You can still go on a run here. And and, and 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 win, you know, yourself a playoff spot, especially when we're not expecting Green Bay Chicago to get it done. We don't know who in the heck is winning the NFC South, but the case can be made only once he makes out of there. Uh, the NFC West, you know, right now Seattle's winning that losing that division, but we all expect Sam Fran to bounce back. So instead of Washington Commanders, not only did you trade away your two edge rushers, but you didn't get anybody back that potentially helped you. You didn't upgrade the offensive line. You didn't go out and get yourself a a, a running back or a receiver. You didn't even bring back a defensive lineman or a cornerback. You know, let's keep it a buck. Like, you you need cornerback help, and you brought back nothing. You just sent these, these edge rushers who were generating pressure, taking a little bit of, you know, pressure off of your secondary. You just send them out and get back draft capital with with the team currently with an organization in Ron Rivera that has shown that he does not know how to draft. Now, again, we can say that Ron Rivera is going to be gone uh, here in a little bit, but right now we have to assume that he's the tricker man. And so uh, I'm shocked by what's going on right now with the Washington Commanders and how come – they didn't, you know, get rid of, of bring back anybody. Before I let you go, Mr. Harvey, I do got TP Thomas in the building. TP, what's going on, man? Happy Halloween, man. Hope you're doing good. Talk to me, dude. I'm
5: I'm all right, man. I'm I'm kind of shaking, but um, I do like this topic. This is a, a dear team that's close to me, regardless if they are like a family rival, but um. Very interesting because my brother's a Niner fan and, and how they've been struggling the last three games. They're on a losing streak and now they pick up Chase Young. And just to think of it, like the trilogy that they got now is Randy Gregory, but he hasn't made any noise yet. Chase Young has been silenced in D.C. Regardless of how good of a player he may be, he hasn't done anything. And Bosa's the monster. So it's like we got to see them go out there and make this work. Um Serious, I got to push back on something you said that uh, the NFC, you know, they still had a shot. I don't think so. Um, I was giving you a lot of kudos when Washington was actually playing well and you said they were a better constructed team than the New York Giants and then the Giants beat them. So all in all, I think the writing was on the wall for that uh, commander's team at the end of the day. They still got some powerhouse receivers in Dotson and uh, Scary Terry. But other than that, it's like I understand why they let go of certain players. But the two of them at the same time, it just befuddled me for them to give it up to a a leader of the, in the NFC. Um, the only way I could see the commanders fighting back with them there, they I, I, don't, I don't even see it. The Giants got them. like. They are not strong. Sam Howell is like the best piece to that team, and they actually sell him short. And for some strange reason, it's like the enemy helped them get better, but it's like not transitioning to the record. Um, And I think they're more or less just ready to get rid of Ron Rivera at the end of the day. So it's it's been very interesting to say the least bit about how that unfolded for the commanders making this move and – how John Lynch finessed the heck out of them to get that to happen. And um, with them also let go of Sweat, too, and having Sweat go to the Bears. And the Bears, I I don't feel like they are going to get stronger and competing for the rest of the season, but we will see if that one move turns the Bears around. I I doubt it, but we will see. The the commanders, their fire sale doesn't make sense. They're going to have to rebuild some more while they're in a new regime, new ownership, new everything. If they're going to clean house, then I, I can't wait to see what else they do.
2: Yeah, well, here, here's my issue. And then, Greenwood, I, I'll come to you if you want to jump in on this. Currently, right now, the Commanders sit at 3-5, and five, right? The remaining schedule that they have coming up is very, very, very favorable to them. They have uh, the Patriots coming up who lost, you know, Kendrick Bourne, and we don't know who the, what's going on with them. They got Seattle, which is going to be a tough one. Um, then they got the New York Giants again, you know, Case could be made. They win that one. They got the Cowboys, the Dolphins. We expect them to drop them, too. Then they got the Rams, Jets, 49ers, and then the Cowboys again. And
5: the thing is – Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold
2: up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, sir. Hold up. So, I expect them to win this week versus the Patriots. This Seattle game is a toss-up because you don't know which Geno Smith, what you're getting there. The New York football Giants, you expect them to be, you expect the New York football Giants to get them twice? Don't really think so. i used to the Cowboys and the Dolphins, the Rams, is Matt Stafford playing? They'll be playing with Mark Ripken. Who knows? The New York football Jets? Again, who knows? The 49ers? So, again, case can be made. I'm not expecting them to go on a magic cup route, but they can be in the playoff picture. If they do this right, this thing, here's the thing, you're averaging almost 20-some-odd points a game with the enemy running that offense. You're averaging close to, you know, you're not getting any help from your defense. And then you you send your two edge rushers out you know, for trade, and you don't get anybody back in to, to, to help you. So, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that the, that, that, that the Washington Commanders are, are, are going to you know win the division, but in a very, very favorable NFC. You know what I'm saying? Case can be made. They can be in the thick of things. You know what I'm saying? There's only going to be seven NFC. What's up?
5: And in that schedule remaining, you said for them to be playoff eligible, right? They'd have to win six games. If they're three and five now, right? They have to be mm-hmm. at least nine and eight, right? At least nine and eight. I don't see six wins out of the names that you mentioned, other than, other than, the Patriots game. I'll give you that. You're saying the Seattle game mm-hmm. is a toss up. The way Seattle is playing, I, Seattle just beat Cleveland. Seattle just beat one of the best defenses in the league, and you think Washington's gonna sit up there and run around? Okay, fine. Then I'll give you the toss up. Then that's two. N- name the other four games they're winning. I want you to do Michael- that.
2: <laughs> With- they're gonna beat the Giants at home. Three. They could okay. beat the Rams. They could beat the Jets, and they played and 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 they, they play the Cowboys. So, eh, a division game. What we'll, we'll see. We'll see.
5: Well you pushing like crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing. I'm pushing like I'm at the at the gym trying to squat 500 pounds. But my, my, my point is this, though. My, my point is this. You don't have to hit, hit, hit the finish line, hit Step button on your season right now at three and five. Even though, to Mr. Harvey's point, he said if they lost against the the Eagles. There'll there'll, there'll be changes. I mean, I I don't don't understand that. But Greenwood, you've been pretty quiet, man. Uh, Talk to me, man. How you feel?
3: So, I think that the the commanders knew that they weren't a playoff eligible team. Thank you. The looking at that schedule, I I could give you the Patriots, even though that's not a given. I could give you the Rams if Stafford's not playing, but that's not a given. And that's the thing is like all these everything would have to go right for them to um to to hit that mark. So and and even if they did hit that mark, they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. So they they are going to punt Ron out at the end of the season, but I wouldn't be too surprised if they give the enemy the, um, the reins and make it that kind of transition. Cause he, to his credit, I don't think, um, I don't think anybody thought that a Stan Howell quarterback offense could put up 21 to 24 points a game. That's that's definitely progress over what they saw in years past. Um, In that perspective, I could easily see that being like the thing that made them move both of these guys. They're going full rebuild mode. And I don't think they believe they can afford either one of these guys to long-term contracts. Um, which
0: brings me back to
3: San Francisco just for a brief second, because I know somebody mentioned the name Randy Gregory. There's a lot of money tied up into those three guys, Chase Young, Randy Gregory, who's eating up $14 million in cap space right now, and uh, and Bosa, who's eating up a lot more than that. Um, The Niners are going to have to do something there before the end of the season. Or just risk some, or just hope that one, the one they do decide to let go, um makes enough for that to become a third round pick.
2: Yeah, I mean it's, it's gonna interesting to see what takes place with with this whole thing. You know, I, again, I live here in the metro, so like like CP said, I kind of pay attention to this situation. But there were a couple other moves that were made. Uh, Mr. Harvey alluded to it, Josh Dobbs being moved to the Minnesota Vikings, and, and light in light uh, of what took place with Kirk Cousins tearing his Achilles, um, which means I guess Kyler Murray is back uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. So um, talk to me about this Josh Dobbs to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, I, we, we all knew a move was going to be made. I just think it would be this. Did this move
5: shock anybody? Or was it just me time to talk to me? Oh, it shocked me all right and um i I gave you the information on uh who they actually were talking to yesterday. I can't believe that they did that in Minnesota, but um, they definitely just put Dodge there to be the, the game manager, and if you could go up there and do the same thing that he did in Arizona and do it in uh Minnesota until, like, uh, he gets the help back from Justin Jefferson and company. Um, I'm hoping not because this is the team that's in the rear view of the the Lions right now, but I I feel the way that the Minnesota Vikings have actually put it together with all of the adversity is very interesting moving forward. So, Dodds can make a difference because that's actually a faster field being up there in Minnesota, and and he's a, he's a, a mobile quarterback that can make it happen He's had those glimpses, so it's interesting that that happened, the timing of everything, but if they would have got Ben up there, it's like, wow, they were really going after Ben Roethlisberger, too, so I I think Minnesota looked like at a desperate measure. They weren't, you know, content with, like, uh, the backups with Mannion and all of those guys back there, so um, they brought Dobbs in. Dobbs got the experience of this season actually going up against the Cowboys defense, so he's seen – interesting rushes as well so for that move i mean it i i get the sense it makes but hit for him to have to pick up this playbook and make it happen now i just want to see if if he is that fast and efficient of learning what they got together as that system up there in minneapolis
2: yeah it's amazing to see how this thing plays out i was i was kind of like i said i, I was shocked that it it was Bob. You know, I knew, we all knew a move was going to be made. Um, We also know that Kyler Murray has fallen out of favor uh, with the the Arizona Cardinals. Um, It wouldn't have shocked me if Kyler Murray was the one being dealt. Um, And then, you know, the full, quote-unquote, tank mode, if you will, and the rebuild um, for, for Caleb Williams or whomever else that the Arizona Cardinals wanted to choose would have been in full effect. Harvey, talk to me, man. Josh Dobbs is now in Minnesota. Uh he's gonna be throwing passes to some, some some solid weapons. Talk to me how how you feel about it.
4: This makes a lot of sense to me because I mean listen, the Arizona Cardinals have been outmanned a lot of the year. You know, they had their one win. They haven't one since. Uh but Josh Dobbs plays hard. He he can run uh, he throws the ball a little bit. And to me, this is a difference in, once again, three and five and four and four at this point. Uh, you know, we the team we just talked about decided that if they lost that game, they were going to sell. This team won, and they won a couple games without Justin Jefferson because other guys, younger guys, are stepping up. You're getting production from Jordan Addison. You're getting production from K.J. Osborne. You're getting production From these young receivers You're also getting production from uh, Hawkinson at the tight end position And even like backup tight ends and other guys Are making catches from Cousins and you're like wait who is that guy So I I mean I, I don't think That this guy You know is going to be able to run the offense With the same efficiency and at the same level But he does give them You know a mobile threat That they didn't have With Cousins under center I'm not surprised that it's Dobbs versus Kyler Murray because even if the Cardinals decide they don't want to keep him long-term, uh, the Vikings got a few things to figure out. Is they going to be able to keep Justin Jefferson, what that looks like, uh, how you continue to rebuild this defense. So you don't go trade for a guy like Kyler Murray that quite honestly Costs you a lot more money than what he's been able to uh, be able to produce on the field, right? So to me, you've got a lot of other pieces to this roster to figure out. So you bring in Dobbs, you let him play out the string, see what you can do uh, once again, because you're 4-4 four and four in an NFC where after a really slow start, anything is possible as far as possibly being able to get in the playoff discussion and be, you know, that 6 or 7 seed or at least have a chance to to get there, and even if you don't, now you get a chance after the season to reset and decide do we want Kirk Cousins back? Do we like what we see out of this guy? we want to bring him back? My guess is, is that probably not, and the Vikings would rather, instead of going to get a big name like a Kyler Murray, we want to get somebody who can come in and at least compete with the guy that we have, the rookie out of BYU, and then Uh, depending on what's available to us and where we end up drafting in a quarterback rich draft, we may decide to reset at that position this off season. Uh, Who knows yet, but you know, at the end of the day, I don't think that they were wanting to make a long-term commitment to a quarterback at this point, but they wanted to bring in a guy who at least gives them some depth and somebody that can come in and push the kid that, uh, you know, that played a little bit for them this past weekend. So, Give you some other options and some kids in that uh I mean some people in that room to play the position so I, I think that's what they were trying to do, and it makes sense because you're four and four and playing well right now, so you want to at yeah. least show the fan base and show the guys in that locker room that you're willing to give them some help since you're since your leader and your starter guy just went down yeah it's
2: funny because if you look at the Viking schedule after you know after the Green Bay Packer win. I don't see them being underdogs until December 17th when they play the Bengals. Like, they got the Falcons, Saints, Bron- Broncos, Bears, Raiders. So I think it was imperative that they start stacking a little bit. Um, somewhere in here, they get Justin Jefferson back. And, um, you know, I, I, I love the move. Don't, you know, back to the task at hand. I love the move for for him. I think it gives him an opportunity to 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 finally have some some weapons that he hasn't played with and, and his receivers. Um, you know, you can probably play meaningful ball games, which he hasn't done in a significant period of, of period of time throughout his career. Um, but also um, again, this is a guy who is is a vet he he knows how to get it done. Um so I'm I'm very, very happy for him. Um Greenwood talks to me, man. Josh Dobbs goes to you know, the Minnesota Vikings, man. How you feel about it?
3: So I have a different take, although I agree with most of everything that I've um that I've heard from the other chefs in the kitchen. I think this move has a lot to do with them wanting to win the division and not just as a stopgap for a Kirk Cousins to um, to return next season. Um, the one thing there's there's only one team that has any shot at the NFC North outside of Minnesota, and that's the Detroit Lions. And we we've seen this time and time again um, with the Detroit Lions. If the quarterback has any kind of mobility, they kind of lose a little bit of that aggression to play more contained. That's what happened um, in the Baltimore Ravens game, most notably. But Detroit has a real problem against mobile or running style quarterbacks. And the Vikings play the Lions twice this upcoming um, or in the back half of the, the season. Um, they were able to win a couple of games without Justin Jefferson, which was a huge surprise to me. I thought that they would go 0 for 4 and and like bottle it up um, after Justin Jefferson went down. But that obviously didn't happen. Um, as far as the Cardinals are concerned... Um, Kyler Murray is not set to start this week. It will be Clayton Tune, their rookie, I believe, fourth or fifth round quarterback um, that they drafted last year, or I should say this year, I guess. Um, and that's the other interesting part of this, because right now the Arizona Cardinals, as far as I know, are sitting in the driver's seat for the um, the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. And are they actually going to give Kyler a chance to protect his job? That's the biggest question in my mind. Or are they going to just keep him on the pup for the rest of the year and get as high of a draft pick as possible? It's, it's a really interesting... Thing to to see, but at the end of the day, from the Vikings' perspective, Dobbs is probably just good enough to get them a sixth or seventh seed. Where the Vikings are currently at right now is is actually a, a seventh seed, I believe. So it's um, so it will get them in the playoffs, but not much further.
2: I mean, all you need to do is get a ticket to the dance, and what happens once you get there, you know, remains to be seen. Um, I do think that, um, again, to to your point, you know, they're not out of the division conversation. You know, all signs do look like the Detroit Lions are are head and shoulders, you know, above, you know, the rest. But, again, to your point, you know, mobile quarterbacks teams to give this, this Detroit Lions team fit. Um, so we'll w- see what happens. You know, time will tell, and they're going to definitely sort it out. Um, Wait, what do, you, we, what, do you, what do you what do you what do you say was a show with Adam Shoulders? None, none, not today, sir. Not today, not today, man. I'm on a sugar high. Not, not, not today. I'm not trying to get bogged down with you know honey and Luke stuff right now. I can have a question. Uh, I can, I can. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying no. to today, sir. Not, not today, sir. Not, 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 not today. Not today. Enjoy your bar week. Enjoy
5: your bar week. <laughs> people are spooky. People are spooky on Halloween. People are spooky. Jesus, <laughs> you have a question What what they do to you, man? And I tell you they treat me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dang.
0: Yeah, that is rough. Oh,
5: first, first off, oh, we, we got to take out you know James Raiders, and now now I can't even man see. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, before we
2: uh, before we you know talk about these uh, these games that we uh, had, um, I wanted to run through um, these injuries that you know we went through this past year. Obviously, Kirk Cousins uh, going down for the end of the year with an Achilles. Uh, keep in mind this is the end of his, his massive deal. So to, to to everybody's point about Josh Dobbs and what the Minnesota Vikings want to do. Uh, we still have no idea if there's even intention to, to bring her cousins back after he rehab. Keep in mind, the gentleman is, you know, mid thirty. So we'll see. Kendrick Bourne of the when the Patriots went down with an ACL. Minka Fitzpatrick is um, went down with a hamstring. he's he not playing Thursday. We don't know what's going on as far as going on IR. According to Mike Tomlin. Uh, I mean, communism. He's gonna leave the, the light on to see what happens after we get this many by. Um, but so we'll, we'll see. Uh, with that being said, we're gonna make the transition and pay some bills, and then we're gonna talk about these games. Man, shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show and the rest of the other shows
0: here on up the Network. <laughs>
4: This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop
1: online at PHIapparel.co. That's
4: Apparel co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for fifteen percent off. Act now while supplies last.
2: Shout out to PHI Apparel once again for sponsoring this show. Um, and the rest of the other show here on Sports and the Chef Network. Um, yeah Philadelphia Eagles gear. Yeah, we got uh, the Philadelphia Sanitation kicking back off. I'm sure we're we'll going to talk about that trade. Um, hopefully tomorrow. Um, on the free for all, but. Uh, with that being said, we're gonna press on and start talking about these games that that took place and Tom, since you're sitting here in the building and it's twenty four hours ago. I'm gonna let you bat lead off, man. The, the 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 Detroit Lions had a glorified scrimmage versus some NFL teams um out in, in Las Vegas. You guys got the dub. Um, going into a bye week feeling pretty good, man. I know you watched it. We all watched it. Lions right now at 52 second in the conference behind the 7-1 Philadelphia Eagles, man. Talk to me how you
5: feel. Um, The game was being played in Detroit. Um, They were actually going crazy in the middle of Detroit, Michigan. Um, Forward down the field, a lion team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, you stand and yell the brave, Ra ra ra! If you don't know what that is, you say that in Detroit, Michigan, they might bear hug you and pour some blue raspberry Kool Aid on you. That is for sure. Um, Sports City, I'm electrically happy because of one thing and one thing only happened finally, and that's Jameer Gibbs. I've been waiting all season long for him to have a breakout game. I wanted it to happen while like we had the full arsenal, like with him and. Uh, you know, David Montgomery, but I think it had to take him to see the offensive set, like, without David Montgomery and see when the holes will open up and get the opportunity to break one. And that that's what I've been waiting for, like, the the finally to see him get those runs where he's breaking them. And um, I'm telling you, if he – the one thing about Detroit that bothers me is that they kept running them in between the tackles, and I get it, that you want to, you know, soften the defense up, I get it. But as soon as they started running power and letting them get outside, it was like that, that's what we talked 10, 20, he's picking up yardage quick. Like, let him eat that defense up. They wasn't going to catch him. They wasn't going to catch him. You, you got him running tooth and nail into Max Crosby. Max Crosby was going crazy last night. I would not force feed him at all on it. I wouldn't even want him to get started defensively. Like, he is their bright spot, and let alone he's from Michigan, and he wants to come back home. So it's like, heck, no! I'm not. I'm not. I want to shut him out as best as possible. Detroit. I understand that they gave up a touchdown in, you know, the running game because they've been doing well in the rush game. But um, I am so, like I said, I'm electrically happy about how they shut down Devontae Adams. And and I don't know if I give it more, you know content toward the pressure that they cause and make Garoppolo throw a pass uneasy all the time or for it to be six targets and Devontae to be held to one catch in 11 yards. Before the game even came, I was like, we got to try to figure out how to stop Devontae Adams because I know he's a problem. I know he's one of the best receivers in the game, regardless of how we look at it. For Detroit's secondary to do enough to, you know, befuddle him, make him have he had drops. He had drops and also to have Jimmy Garoppolo and him not be on the same page and missing him on two different passes that he was wide open. It was incr I am shocked that Detroit's defense, especially the secondary has come this far to do that up against one of the league best. And um they just gotta keep it going and it's good that we got the bye so they get to the rest. Please don't nobody get hurt. I hope they go home in the bubble wrap, like just 'cause that's what Detroit's been getting hurt like all their injuries is, like, in practice. They don't even get hurt in the game. Like, they, they're they going home, and next thing you know, Wednesday or Thursday, they're, like, limited practice or no practice. Like, they're getting hurt in the practice. So, hopefully they could stay safe as possible in the spooky season right now. But that that was a big win. Even though it's the Raiders, and you called it a scrimmage. I, I mean, the, the Raiders are still trying to win games, and they were fighting to be a 500 team. and, But everything went right, and Monday night, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get to Ford this year. The way that they screaming in there, that that is one loud place. That that might be the new loud city in sports right now, being uh, Detroit, Michigan, at this point in time. Go I say, Lions!
2: I will say this, man. The, the, the Pistons are playing good ball. The Lions are playing good ball. You guys, the Wolverines, number three in the nation. Um, it's gonna be fun. I mean, if you are, you know, Detroit football, Detroit Sports Town fan, man, it's a good time to be out there. But I will say this, man, as a Jameer Gibbs fantasy owner, thank you, David Montgomery, for being her <laughs> <in the> week.
0: <laughs> thank you. I'm gonna get a, <laughs> a
2: bus, yo. I I was down. I was I was down thirty eight points going into Monday night. I won by ten Damn. because I had the de- choice. Because I had the choice defense as Look well. Look at you copying. Look at him copying. him, Yo, Any
5: I am going.
2: one. See? I am one happy, serious right now. So <laughs> that being said.
5: I'm recruiting. I am recruiting people. If you want to come to Detroit, y'all can holler at this kid. I got you. Listen, his favorite football player wore 20. He, his favorite Whoa. receiver wore 81. Hey, two plus two <coughs> equals four. Listen, if Jameer, if Jameer keep waking him up, Sports City, you might be in front of some history on this show. Just know. It's Halloween. Spooky stuff is happening. Seriously, you holler at me after the show. Just holler at me.
2: You're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. For real, for real. <laughs> but anyway, man, um, I wanted to you know, let Greenwood talk a little bit about it. Uh, what took place yesterday? Greenwood, I know you sat there and saw, man, talking about how you feel about the um getting that much, much, much impressive win.
5: As they go on their about this week,
2: his
5: boys. So, yeah,
3: that was. I mean, the it was. So uh, the Monday night game was not even as close as like uh, we we are talking about Monday night game, right? Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. Monday night joint. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, so. Um, it wasn't even as close as the score was, and the score wasn't even that close. Um, the Raiders are bad. Josh McDaniels will get fired immediately. and Well, not immediately, but by the end of the season, he will be gone. Jimmy Garoppolo will be gone, and the Raiders will start all over again. With whom? It's hard to say with whom because I don't think anybody's going to want to go there. TBH. They're going to have to go completely off script with it and start yet another rebuilding process um, because the Raiders are bad. The Lions played very well. Um, Just um, looking at the pass rush that they weren't able to generate the Baltimore Ravens um, and were kind of middle of the road as far as league-wide is concerned. Um, got some nice pressure from the, the defensive tackle position. Ali McNeil got two sacks. That was really um, an interesting thing. And it makes me wonder if this is why they weren't really big buyers at the trade deadline because of how well the team played injuries and all against the Raiders. So, um, But when you're looking at the rest of the schedule, as of as of this week, it's probably the third easiest schedule um by, by current winning percentage or strength of schedule if you'd rather in the league. And they've got a two game jump on the Minnesota Vikings, or I guess a game and a half if you want to be technical. So Things are looking up for Detroit, and um, Jameer Gibbs. I don't think he's going to give back that that number one position to Montgomery when he gets back. He'll he'll take touches, but not as much as people think once he returns.
2: Oh, I mean, here's the thing: like he should have never been given. I mean, no, no disrespect to David Montgomery. I mean, when he was in there, he was doing the thing. Says oh, but you spend a. As much draft capital as you did to go up and to, to grab this guy, like this is what we wanted. Like this is what Detroit fans wanted. This is what fantasy football fans wanted. This is the type of stuff we see. We we we, we from him. Um, you know, coming out uh, of college, you know, Harvey, talk to me, man. This Monday night game was one for the books. Um, you know, wow. Well, wow, I mean, I understand Detroit is a good football team, but Lord have mercy, the, the 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 Raiders are horrible, man. Talk to me about it.
4: it's kind of what I expected. I said on the uh, brunch that I thought that it would be a at least a two possession game. I I like them to cover whatever the points were going in. Uh, I, they got a ton of pressure. On Garoppolo all night long. I think um, that's the most. That might be the most pressure they've got in one game all season. Um, So, brought a lot of pressure. I I like that we saw some. uh, You know, that that was the first game that Gibbs really had that he, you know, really you got to really see him in the offense. And to T.P.'s point, I you know, I think he's definitely better on the outside because he ain't catching – I think once you get Montgomery back, if they do at some point, that gives you a between-the-tackles got to punish and then he gives outside so you can do a little bit of both. Uh, you know, this team is not at full strength yet and hasn't been for a lot of this year. Um, and they're still 6-2 and, and they look good. So uh, they're going to be a problem in the – NFC, I said that I thought, you know, their performance in Baltimore was a one-off, and, you know, it can happen to anybody in this league, and I expected them to bounce back and win convincingly on Monday night, and they did. Uh, and so I, I pretty much saw what I expected.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, I, I kind of saw, you know, the key point, everybody expected this. There was, there was really, really little shot that, um, you know, the Raiders are going to win this ball game, which leads me to my other point. Sure. You know, sure. we, we we need to figure out what's going on and why Josh Dane still has a job. And, you know, they have some assets. Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, you know, neither one of these guys will, will, will move at the trade deadline. Um, so I, I'm curious to see what they do there. T P I I I heard you trying to jump in and talk to me now.
5: I got to give Tamari a shout-out that I've actually been putting a lot of weight on for the past two seasons, and um, this guy has been showing up, and he might be in front of a dog on Pro Bowl season. I hope they do give him his recognition. Alex Anzalone, I apologize. I'm sorry. I apologize. This guy is bringing pressure. This dude is making tackles all over the field, and last year and the year before I was giving him hell, I'm like, bring him back to New Orleans. I don't want him. Put him on the Saints. Now this dude is really the anchor of that defense and showing Jack Campbell the way to, like, those two together in the middle of the field have been causing havoc. Alexander Loney, I apologize for what I've been saying and for what your parents have went through for going through Israel and they wouldn't let his parents out. So I think that might have been a driving force, too, on, you know, the past couple of games the way he's been playing. But, um, Excellent workout on the field, an unsung hero that ain't getting the praise, Alex Hasaloni. You deserve it.
2: I say, I feel you. shout out to him. Speaking of the New Orleans I'm Saints, man, I'm gonna go ahead and, I'm gonna go ahead and make that move. Talking about the who that nation, the Saints um, find a way to call themselves into a dub this week, um, beating the Indianapolis Colts in a, in a game that saw a lot more points than people thought. Um, and w- 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 was this the to come-to-Jesus coming-out party uh, for Derek Carr? I mean, we sat here, we, 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 we sat here last year, uh, excuse me, last weekend, you know, kind of pronounced last right, uh, me and Mr. Harvey, Taysom Hill, um, also threw some passes, you know, led the team in rushing. Um, but this looks like a interesting game. Harvey, talking about it. The, the, the Saints won 30-27.
4: Yeah, so real quick, shout out to Angeloni. He's a guy in New Orleans that we always saw the potential. He flashed it, uh, but had trouble sometimes staying on the field. But he's a guy that you really root for. Uh, you know, I, I won't hold the fact anymore that he played for the University of Florida in college against it. Uh, I'm a big enough man to not uh, no. But now, as far as the uh, the Saints go, uh, listen, this was a game that they had to have and for all the reasons that I sat here and, and really, you know, let them have it last week. I told TP on Sunday, I was like, I said, going into the show, I'm going to pick the Colts. And then I was like, but no, I'm not, I'll take the Saints. And I did, I, you know, a couple of things that I saw in this game. Uh, I do think that Carr was on the same page with his receivers more than not um, speed kills, man. Like, you know, to me, the different, one of the biggest differences in that game, because this team went down early, uh, they were down 17 to three at one point. Uh, but the, one of the biggest differences in that game was Rashid Shahid and his speed. Uh, he took the top off that defense a couple of times. He's got more catches of 45 yards than anybody in the league so far this year. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's really fast and, uh, you know, they, they put Tony Brown out there on him. You can't cover him. Like, that's that's not a good cover for him. Uh, you know, the Saints gave up a few more points than, you know, you, you would have liked to have seen. But I, I saw a few positive things in the running game from Jamal Williams as well. Jason Hill is kind of a gadget guy all over the field. He threw one of those passes to Shaheed that uh, he caught. And after he went down, the, the Colts got a ticket from him. But, uh you know, there, there's still some things to obviously clean up and continue to improve on. Uh, but this was the best offensive performance uh, that they have had uh, this year. Yeah, uh, you know, for the second time out of their four wins, I didn't have to say, "Well, it's just it's better to win ugly than than not." They they played better. Uh, like I said, the defense showed some cracks in it, and they gave up some yards. that, that last touchdown was kind of a yeah, you know, I thought they were kind of playing loose uh late in the game, but uh listen, it's not always easy to win, especially on the road in the NFL no matter who you're playing. So, uh you take it, you move on and it's you know, we said this about the Commanders earlier, and I said this uh going into this past Sunday. I I thought that there's a big difference between 3 and 5 and 4 and 4. Uh, in the NFC. You just mentioned it. They got the Vikings up in a couple of weeks. They got the Bears this weekend. So they have some games that are in front of them that they should be able to play well in. But they've at least done, you know, they they did what they had to do at Indianapolis to give themselves a chance to be competitive. Uh, now, I, I still expect this car ride to be uh, very bumpy <laughs> throughout the rest of the season. But uh, this was at least a step forward from this Offense I, I'm, I'm, You know one game does not make a believer In Pete Carmichael uh, For me one game does not uh, Cause me to believe That the you know all the Issues are fixed and that they've come to Jesus Already they might be like Hearing some calls, but they hadn't got Up out of the uh, pew yet they hadn't Even made the, their way out of the <laughs> aisle. I mean, Out of their row And started walking up the aisle there's still Some work to be done but listen the the you know the preachers calling for them, uh but they just yeah, know, yeah they they hadn't got up and started walking yet, but this was progress they're thinking about coming to jesus right their their mindset's in the right place they they' forgot about what they did on Saturday night, and they at least focused on the message at hand, so we will see mm-hmm. if they can continue to make some progress and at least uh you know start at least you know that walk. But right now they 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 barely got the ashes out of the pew.
2: You know what, man? Take me to church, man! I made the Lord watch between me and me while well, we're asking to stop, man. Greenwood, talk to me, my man. The 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 Saints and uh, Colts game kind of unfolded in, in such a way that you know, for us that play fantasy, we we got what we needed from our guys, but also the Saints came up with a dub um you know in a game that mr harvey categorized as, as a quote unquote must have how do you feel about it sir greenwood if you're talking you're on mute all right we may be having some technical difficulties okay we may be having some technical difficulties with mr greenwood um i'm going to go ahead and talk about it for a little bit man for me this game was interesting to kind of take a look at because for all intents the and purposes, these are two teams that play somewhat decent defense, and we got 38 and 27 points respectively. Um, it looks like the defense took the day off because David Carr, I see Derek Carr, threw for 310 yards. Gardner Minshew threw for almost 220, two touchdowns, had a solid QBR. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, kind of supplanted uh, Zach Moss is the lead dog in the backfield once again, running for close to 100 yards, uh, touching the end. I don't think he got the end zone for receiver yet, but he had over 100 yards of uh, all-purpose yards. Uh, on the flip side, Kamara ran for 59. Taysom Hill, I, I, I I'm not sure what to do with that guy. Uh, some days he, he's running it, some days he's catching it. Uh, some days he's throwing it, you know. He could do all the three on one on one drive in one possession. Uh, so I'm not too sure what to do with that guy. But ultimately, the Saints are a four and four outfit. Um, and to Mister Harvey's point, you got a very, very, very winnable game with the Chicago Bears coming up uh, this, this week. Um, you can really, you know, you know, undo some wrongs here. You know the loss to the Jaguars, the loss to the Texans. Um, You know, again, you can undo some wrongs and kind of put yourself in a position. So I I, I kind of like where the Saints are at. And at the end of the day, somebody has to win that division, and it doesn't look like any one of the four teams are raising their hands saying, "Yo, pick me! I I want to be the I want to be the guy with you know at the head of the class here." So there's still time. Uh, obviously, it's a long season, but yeah, this this Saints game for me was a must-win, and they got it done. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to transition a little bit um, and talk about this uh, New York Jets New York Giants game. Um, I, I arguably be one of the ugliest games I've ever seen in my natural born life. Um, neither offense could move the ball. I don't want to call it a defensive game because ultimately both offenses were, you know, overall bad. You know, you can't luck box yourself into a 23-point, you know, score combined, but that seems to be what happened. Zach Wilson won a ball game. Uh, 240 yards, Tyrod Taylor got knocked out of this ball game. They, they 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 brought in this dude named Tommy DeVito. From what I understand and what I'm reading, the end of the game closed with the New York football Giants having a negative of nine yards of throwing the football. I, I, I'm not speaking hyperbole. This is not a Pop Warner game. The New York football Giants had a negative nine net total yard passing Um, and they still had an opportunity to win that ball game. This is not necessarily a reprimandum on the the New York Giants. This is actually uh, more of a reprimandum uh, of the New York football Jets. You you hold a team to negative nine yards passing, um, and you need uh, a a bad clock management, you know, by an official in overtime to be the New York football Giants team that is openly bad like i'm not understanding why this team is this bad however this is what we said thomas man i'm I'm gonna throw this in your lap sir 13 to 10 uh this happened right in your neck of the woods in the meadowlands man talk to me about it
5: get it away from me i don't know i don't want that mess up no let me stop um i don't even know how to like do this honestly sports city um as much as I went back and forth, you know, the early portion of this year or the football season and talking about how bad the uh, the Giants' offense is, so on and so forth, and uh, Tyrod actually looked good with the offense, but then he gets hurt. It's like they have no backup plan. They they have no plan B at all. Uh, and now it's come to the point for me that they need to start coming for day bowl. I'm tired of the, oh, uh, we're going to ask some questions at the end of the game and He gets to dodge and look good up there in front of the, you know, the presser and so on and so forth. Enough is enough. Um, Things have to change. If they can't get people to block, then go out there and and make your scout team challenge the starters and take spots. Or if there's linemen out there on the market, go get them. Like, at the end of the day, you cannot look this bad. I remember just last – no, no, not last season. It was two seasons ago because Judge was the coach. Um, The Giants had played And I remember I came here and told you guys The Giants were playing the Commanders At the time they were the football team And uh, Daniel Jones wasn't playing I think Jake Fromm came in They could not throw the ball at all And at one point In one series They lined up in victory formation And had quarterback sneaks Two or three different times Like they had no plan at all this is really looking like the makeup of the Giants. They are an NFL football team and cannot produce anything. The offensive of line is horrible. They are the worst. I didn't notice until last night. They are the worst offense in the NFL. They are averaging 11 points total a game. Total. They said as of now, what is it, week eight? Week week nine? Week eight? The Cowboys have scored more oh. points and met life than they have. And they played let's just say four games there. Three four of the, however, they're they they're not able to do anything. You guys sat there and disrespected Saquon and got him sitting there through this. If if Saquon came back next year you better give me seventy five million dollars in one season. I'm not even sitting up here watching you give Daniel Jones get all this money. You got a coach that's inept right now. You got an offensive line that looks bad, and they're young. That's the worst part about it. They're young and bad. They're not even like a veteran team, you know, veteran up front and going crazy. They're getting beat up all over the place. And you guys just got rid of Leonard Williams at the same time. Like, what are you? What's the plan? What is the plan? You guys got rid of a gentleman and thought that the new GM coming in there was gonna change things. Now it's not even that. Y'all got Dable in there. Or so a day was going to turn, Daniel Dimes and the dog on Josh Allen. None of this stuff is happening. You have no magic carpet to jump on. Aladdin's not here to save you. You can't snap your fingers. The genie can't come out of a lamp for you guys. What the heck are the Giants going to do? Are you guys in the Caleb Williams state? Because I really feel like the Giants and the Packers are going to be fighting for it, to be honest. I don't even think Arizona's gung-ho already to go get Caleb unless they really just lose out because um, they just put Kyler back in the starting helm. You know, well, even if he don't start, but still, yet yeah, they trying to work his way back in there. So, um, the Giants have the issue. The Jets, I, I'm bothered by them because I got Dalvin Cook on my fantasy team, and he can't get anything started. When even when I start up a, a game, they're like, "Yo, he's gonna get like two points." It's like, what happened to Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook is not terrible. Like, like, give him up. You guys have Reese Hall going crazy, and nobody else. And Um, they just barely pulled that out. Even though it was wet out here, it was raining. But I got to give the Jets their credit. They are holding it together while Aaron Rodgers is out. And um, Aaron Rodgers has been out here throwing passes and doing three- and five-step drops and stuff. So you know they're trying to work him back as best as they can. If he could pull up the Miraculous and be back and they make the playoffs, this would be one hell of a story for the world to see. But um, right now the Jets are doing what they need to do. The Giants until you guys get this right for, like, at least a three-week span. And I'm I'm saying, look, I'm pushing you, Giants. I want to see you guys score 17 points a game in three weeks. You just average 17 points a game. Then, then it's, I feel like you guys can grow from there. But 11 points a game, they're the worst. Um, I forget how it goes. It was second, but the Steelers are third. The Steelers are, are like, with 12 and then – I think the Patriots were second. I think the Patriots were second. Uh-huh. The Steelers were third, and somebody was fourth. I, I remember seeing the four scores like that. I was like, wow, I didn't even know it was that bad for everybody. But the teams that are at the bottom of the pile are the ones that have always been successful, and it's stunning to see that. But for the Giants to look like this and knowing the fandom and knowing all the followings that they have from YouTube across the board and these people are blistering mad, you, you got to see it. If you haven't seen it, Just just type in – New York Giants' reaction on, like, YouTube and watch these people turn brick red mad. I'm talking about stop sign. It's been entertaining, to say the least. Well, at least the fans, but not the football team. Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, I'm going to talk about the Steelers in a minute, but, yeah, that that does not shock me based off of how pitiful and how difficult, um, you know, Giants games, Steelers games, Patriot games are, are to watch you know i i i i say my feel of stuff for 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 from it on in, in the show but uh greenwood i i'll come to you sir um hopefully you're back with us' If not um you know what we'll, we'll try you or, or, or on the next topic but talking new york football giants new york jets thirteen to ten um fiasco um in the meadowlands this past weekend man what do you think um you know, will you be able to watch it? Okay, Deser, like, it doesn't look like we're experiencing some more technical difficulties, Mr. Greenwood. Harvey, talk to me, man. This this New York football Giants and uh, New York Jets game, you know, has my son doing cartwheels, man. Talk to me about it.
4: TP and I talked about this on Sunday, and we said that we expected it to be an ugly, ugly football game with the Jets finding a way to win. I thought we were going to be wrong uh, until they, you know, knocked that field goal in at the end of uh, regulation. And, and lo and behold, right at the very end, Zach Wilson makes a couple plays down the field. Uh, he hits the bomb to get Wilson and makes a couple plays to put them in <clears throat> in position to take care of business and win this game. Uh, but this was... A very ugly game. I you know, I have been impressed with what I've seen from the Giants defense lately. Um, and they they showed up and played some defense and so did the Jets, but uh I don't know that this game was as much about the Jets defense as just the, the in the in- with the with the offense in New York. Once Tyrod Taylor went down you were in trouble. You had to come up with uh you know, sister Mary's baby cousins, brother or something to come play quarterback for you. Uh, you know, to somehow you know, just take some snaps and get you out of there. This is a bad look, uh, for New York and the world's biggest media market, one of the maybe maybe the ugliest football game played all year because of both sides. Just playing so poorly in a lot of ways, I think. Uh, we've seen a couple games where one team's played really bad. You know, look at the Patriots had a couple, you know, laid a couple eggs this season, and there's a few teams that have. Uh, you know, look at how uh, uh, bad the Broncos got to be, you know, I mean, like uh, against the Dolphins earlier in the season. We've seen some ugly performances, but this is just ugly on, on both sides. Like, uh, if you like, uh, you know, <laughs> defensive, Football, not much movement. Like, uh, the, this this game could have been played in six feet of snow and probably uh, not been any worse uh, for wear. But uh, the the Jets pulled it out, so that's a pick that me and TP and I guess everybody that picked it got, got right this past weekend. Uh, that's about the only thing that I can say about it. I caught it some on red zone late because it was closed towards the end. But, man, what an, what an ugly football game. I'm just glad that I didn't pay hard on money and wasn't one of the thousands of spectators that had to sit there and watch that go on Uh when there was so many other good football games happening on Sunday afternoon. Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was, you know, flipping back and forth, you know, Um, still my game was going on at once, so I I had the majority of my attention there, but I was definitely uh, with the quad box following it. And I'm sitting there scratching my head, like, what in the world am I watching right now? Like, you guys know I do, you know, I I do security for for college football, and, you know, I I mean, I'm in Maryland all the time, and, I, I mean, I've seen college football games, you 20 times better than that. You know, I've seen pop one of football games, but like this, this is just bad all the way around. And to TP's point, at what, at what point do we look at Brian Dable and say, yo, you're the man in charge. What's going on? Like, I, I, I stood here on this very, on this very network and beat the drum that the New York football giants were um, not as decent as their record indicated the season ago when they went on this playoff run and and actually beat the Minnesota Vikings in a playoff game, Um, you know, but ultimately this is bad. Like I'm looking at the totals here. Um, You have literally one guy have over three receptions. Everybody else had eight receptions. Darren Waller had one one reception. Matt Breeder had one reception. Uh Darius Clayton had one reception. Saquon Brockley had three receptions for zero yards. Like literally I I I don't I, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a stat line like this. I mean, even though my feelings are horrible, I've never seen a stat line like this. So Tom will tell to see what what happens to the York football Giants. Man, you guys, um, Giants fans got a tough one uh, coming up th- this week. I believe they got, oh, they got the Raiders. they God in heaven. Um, somebody's going to have to win that ball game. And I'm not putting any type of hard-on money down or, or watching that, but I'm, I'm going to press on before we run out of time. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, lost a, a very interesting game to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, there's something wrong with my team to the point where we don't like showing up for the first 30 minutes of football. And do we like to play this thing called catch-up, um, ironically, at, you know, Old High Stadium. Um, and we want to make things look decent at the end. Um, let's make no bones about it. Um, the reason why T.P. read off that list that, you know, we, we spoke about earlier is because my offense cannot move the fricking football at all. We had Jalen Warren had 19 yards. Najee Harris, my starting running back, my first round draft pick running back, had 13 yards of run. That's how many yards he ran. Jameer Gibbs did that on one carry last night. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? Yo, the the, the baddest dude on the planet Oh, for Pittsburgh, George Pickens, had one reception for 22 yards of the touchdown. One reception. And you want to sit here and, and people ask me, er uh, Aaron, how do you feel about the Steelers? Feel great when we wake the hell up. The problem is you don't come out of the locker room fast. So the Jacksonville Jaguars um, won the ball game, but let's keep it a bust. The Jacksonville Jaguars didn't look all that great either. Um, my defense showed up and showed out, you know, turned, them, turned the Jacksonville Jaguars over three times. Couldn't do a damn thing with it once we got the football because, again, our offense is, uh, 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 scared of moving the football like normal offenses do, um. But defense did the same, kept us in the ball game, um. Until Kenny Pickett got hurt and then Mr. Biscay came in and did Mr. pisky type thing. Um, Travis PTN is as good as advertised, man. The the, the fact that he, you can line him outside, you can run him on real routes. Well. He goes this and, and you know in between the tackles, runs the ball exceptionally well. Travis really had a you know had a fighting finally after several several weeks of him being kinda of on milk cards to do went for
0: went for
2: uh eighty three almost got a touchdown. Um yeah. I I'm not understanding why the Steelers are like this, but hell, we're gonna show up on Thursday, bust Tennessee in the face and everybody's gonna be screaming, Oh, we're five and threes, everything is great. Listen with that nonsense, dog. Until Matt Canada is gone, until offense can get consistent, until we can line up, under the whistle, and move the ball down the field and not try to look like we're stuck in quicksand for the first 30 minutes of football and rely so heavily on my superior defense, we're never going to go anywhere. And I'm not even sure if it's Matt Canada that has the issue. I'm not sure if that's Tom. I'm not sure if that's Austin. But we got an issue at hand here, and that shit needs to be fixed immediately. Oh, we're not going to go anywhere. Our, 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 the the rest of our schedule kind of lines up for us, but at the end of the day, if we can't move the football, if we're on on, on you know on this list at TP level two averaging close to thirteen points a game, miss me with that nonsense. You got George Pickens, a freak of nature. Deontay Johnson just got back. Now again, to 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 Matt Canada's point, the first play of the game, Deontay Johnson dropped. Shocker. You know what I'm saying? Deontay Johnson and the rest of our team can't seem to stay on their damn seat at Atchishore Stadium. <laughs> Shocker. You know what I'm saying? So to say I'm pissed off is an understatement. I didn't do a finger food this week because, once again, I'm 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 trying to work on my blood pressure. But goodness gracious, your boy's said Your boy said. With that being said, time to talk to me, man. Still is lost. I know you Excuse me. I know you caught
5: a little bit of this ball game. Tell me how you feel. Hey, 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 don't don't get choked up. Listen, I'm here for you. I'm here I'm here to recruit. If you want to leave Pennsylvania, you could get out of the Keystone State. There's only a few states away. You could get you to the mitten and we'll take care of this. We change you from the yellow that you wear wearing, the mustard that you said now you're wearing ketchup because 'cause you're playing ketchup. Like, I don't want you to be like this. I don't want you to see red. I want you to see blue, man. I want you I want to do something different, man. I want to make you feel better you know but the fact of the matter is man the Steelers shouldn't have these issues being a veteran team and Mike Tomman knowing what to do with this team it's it, it just I'm baffled I, I know a lot of the pressure is on Pickett to get it done so on and so forth but he has pieces to be better than this and um, Trubisky actually got in the game so the, the Steelers have their issues their work is cut off for them Um, if they don't get it figured out, I wonder how they start breaking this team up because I would love a Najee Harris. Um, And he was already uh, part of talks of them trying to trade him if if potential was there. So um, the Steelers better try to turn this around Why they are still in the thick of things. It's not even like it's that bad. The record is okay, but they're letting go of some games that they need to have, especially a game that could have gave them momentum up against Jacksonville because Jacksonville is a premier team in the league at this point in time. And this was taking place in the Keystone State, and uh, the Steelers didn't take advantage of it at this time. So they're going to have the uphill battle cut off for them. But when the season started, everybody sat right here in this front office screaming, Pittsburgh, this Pittsburgh that I stopped all of them and said, Baltimore, don't keep giving Pittsburgh the praise. Baltimore is going to be the cream of the crop. And look at them now, and they're chasing uh, Baltimore at this point in time. And I don't know if the changing of the guard is going to happen after this, even though for some odd reason, the Steelers do end up having the Ravens' number, like they'll, they'll split or end up sweeping them. But right now I think that the uh, the Ravens have taken a lot of what's going on personal and sitting on top of that AFC North. The AFC South, I, I feel, I still feel like that's a Jaguar division, but with Will Levis coming around, it, it may be interesting He's finally found DeAndre Hopkins down there, so this could get interesting. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know if the Colts are even competitive enough to do anything. But I really feel like this is a Jaguars division, unless the Tigers can put a string of wins together. And uh, this is a big win for the Jacks because uh, the past couple of seasons, they've always made it tough for the Steelers when they've gone head-to-head. So, um uh, We'll see which team, you know, builds from this or falters at the end of the day. Definitely, man. I mean,
2: you know, styles make fights, and teams tend to uh, always have, you know, somebody's number. And, again, it doesn't matter what we play these Jacksonville or Jaguars, man. They they seem to play as tough um, all the time. So I, I didn't think it would be a cakewalk, but, again, that was a very winnable game, um, and we didn't get it done. Point blank in the discussion, you know, Mr. Harvey talking to me, man. Um, Steelers drop a close one um, at the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. How you feel?
4: It's kind of what I expected from the Steelers. I thought that they would find a way to make it close because, I mean, Mike Tomlin's teams always compete well. I mean, they well, you really had one game to shoot. you weren't very competitive. Um, I, to me. You don't have a a back, the quality of Travis Etienne right now. You don't have a a staple back that the Steelers have had for a long time. Najee Harris is not looking like that guy. And so the Steelers have to find consistency in the passing game. Trubisky is not it. Um, It takes, uh, you know, and George Pickens is, a dynamic player, but he's got to be found more. You know, you got Deontay Johnson back. You got some weapons, uh, but you have to be able to consistently throw the ball. Because if if you can make plays that are there to be made in the passing game, your defense is going to turn the other team over, uh, more some you know at least some every game. And if you can throw the ball, you're going to open things up for your running game and not allow them to to cheat up or stack the box a little bit and force you to beat them with your arms. So uh, this Jacksonville team, uh, and to you guys' point, I think it's clearly the best team in the South, their playoff team. They didn't look great, but the Steelers find a way to make a lot of teams not look great. But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes you have to win when you don't have your best fastball, or when you're not, when you when you don't have your best control as a pitcher, and sometimes as a team, same thing. If you don't play your best, uh, that's the difference between uh, you know the margin is for error is small in this league. Uh, there's a reason why on any given Sunday, anybody can get beat. And so to me, and and a week ago proved it, right? We had a lot of upsets and missed a lot of games. Uh, So uh, for a team to find a way to win a game when they did not play their best game and they did not look their best but still find a way to get out of it and win, I think that's uh, kudos to Jacksonville. Uh, That's a good step for that team in a a game that they didn't necessarily need to have. It wasn't a must-have game. But it's nice to have it. And then for the Steelers, I still think sometimes when you don't play very well, sometimes the best thing to do is to be able to get right back out there and do it again. And so, like you said, it they, they got the Titans on Thursday night. And this becomes critical for them. I mean, when you look at what Baltimore has been able to do the last few weeks, you look at Cincinnati, looking like they're starting to get right. Um, and that Cleveland defense is pretty good. Um, you know, they still, they got their questions too. But uh, when you look at the other teams in that division um, and you just came off a loss, this is a, this is a game that this Pittsburgh Steelers team really needs to get on Thursday night moving forward.
2: Right, right, right. Before we get out of here, man, I, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about those upsets that you mentioned. Um, the San Francisco forty ers dropped one to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh was that more uh, Cincinnati getting themselves right or San Francisco just not having their fastball so to speak? Thomas talk to me.
5: Repeat the question again, serious, I missed that. Break it down again?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I was talking about a couple of these uh weird games or upset games if you will. Um the first one I wanted to talk about with Cincinnati uh, going okay. on the road and, and, and beating San Franzo. Did San Fran lose that? Or Cincinnati
5: was going there and get it done. Cincinnati went in there and got it done, and that's not weird. Um, this is the funny thing about Cincinnati. They are fooling people at the beginning of the season. They'll lose those first three, four games, and you think they stink? And here comes Joseph Barrow out of nowhere, and this dude is going crazy. Him and Chase have a connection. Um and now finally Cincinnati's running game has been consistent. So mixing added to what Chase and Boyd and, and Higgins and Higgins is back to, this could be a very special run for them to at least keep you on neck and neck with the Ravens at the, the top of the AFC North at this point in time. I feel bad that San Francisco lost three in a row because now they went out and got Chase Young. Now it makes them back as one of them more dynamic teams in the league because they look like they like the, the, the kryptonite came out as soon as they got Devo out of the roster. Um, Even though I don't want to take too much away from Purdy because people are thinking that Purdy should sit the bench. Now I'm like, get out of here. Like this dude has been playing fantastic and, and he gives goes a little spill. Don't forget. This is really like his first calendar rookie season still, even though this is his second season of play, but he hasn't played a full 17 game season yet. So Um, he's learning. One thing that does bother me about the Niners is they love to force feed McCaffrey. That's going to be their downfall, the blueprint to beating them, is to stop McCaffrey and make Purdy have to work other ways uh, and neutralize IU, Debo, and, and Kittle as best as you can. Right now, Debo's out. If teams could take advantage of beating the Niners now while they're hurt, this could drop them in the power rankings, drop them in You know, the seeding in the NFC as well, people got to take advantage of them right now. But Cincinnati, I give you my credit right now for the way that you guys have, you know, lost the first couple of games and then just went on this haywire streak of putting wins together right now. And uh, the world was against you, even with Purdy fighting the the concussion or not, if he was going to play or not. I was weighing in on that. I'm like, if Purdy plays, they should win. If he doesn't, then Cincinnati should win. You guys did it with him out there on the field and, and, Cincinnati. You definitely get your just due right now, especially going across the country and knocking off a powerhouse in the league.
2: So here is my only issue, and uh, Mister Harvey, I, I, I'll come to you next. And I do wish that um, Breaking News was here to kind of had this conversation with us. But the the issue with me is not necessarily the offense; it, it's their defense. Like over the past three over the past three weeks they've given up an average of 375 yards of offense. When you look at the San Francisco 49ers' defense, uh, they, they, they don't do that. They, they 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 don't do that at all. So, I mean, I understand that Debo Samuel has hurt. I understand that Trent Williams, um, you know, he hasn't been in the lineup. Brock Purdy is going through. Legitimate groin pains, and you know, came off concussion protocol and, and, and whatever. But this defense is non existent. Like I still can't get the picture of Addison, and Ward on that on, 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 on that play in the second half, in the second quarter on Monday night two weeks ago. Like, what is this? Like Kirk Cousins, you know, saying was clean. They get, they got no pressure. Once again, this past week, they, they struggled to generate pressure and to generate any type of heat. And, and, and Joe Burrow, knowing very well that this man has a bum will, now, again, I'm not advocating for, 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 for targeting and this, that, and the third, but, like, you said nothing? Like, Joe Burrow sat back there and was able to just carve you up like fancy Evan Turkey, not to mention, to, to your point, TP, they got their running game off and going. Uh, which is the the springboard to them doing play action and, you know, them throwing, you know, shots at, at, at Jamar Chase and company. So this defense was troubling me. Uh, Harvey talked to me. Sam Fran dropped another one, 31-17 uh, to, to the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, how you feel about it?
4: So we said this uh, going in, <clears throat> I thought that, Trent Williams being out there for Purdy was going to be vital. He was not able to play that, you know, your left tackle is a very, very important position in this league. Uh, But I'm not surprised. Uh, I kind of said this on Sunday. I thought that San Francisco would win this game. I was picking them because they were at home. But I do like the improvement that I've seen from the Cincinnati Ball Club over the last few weeks, Uh, you know, just – I think there was a play where things kind of broke down and Joe Burrow got out of the pocket and ran for 20-something yards. Uh, That doesn't happen three weeks ago with that calf the way it was. So uh, if you have a top-five quarterback in the league and you got the talent that he's got on the outside and you can get some production out of the running game, I think the defense is better than it has been in previous years uh, for this team. So, I'm not shocked that they went in there and won. I, I thought San Francisco could find a way to do enough to win this thing, but uh, I'm not I'm not shocked that it turned out this way. And Cincinnati was also coming off a bye, a little bit more fresh as well. Uh, you know, listen, to me, this was a game – I mean, it doesn't look good for – the Niners to drop this one but uh this team I think is still even though they I guess they're sitting in second place right now I think this team is still clearly the best team in the West. <laughs> I think they're probably going to end up winning that division. Uh but with what uh Baltimore's doing it with all the the quality of teams that that they had in the that they got in the AFC North this was a huge game for Cincinnati to be able to go on the road and get. Uh, but I tip my hat to the Bengals and what they were able to do. Uh, I, I do think, uh, to TP's point, uh, this is still really Brock Purdy's rookie year. Now he's getting towards the end of, end of it, but it's still his rookie year. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a smart quarterback. I think he's not afraid to, you know, grip it and rip it, as they say, and you know, throw it down the field. Um, I, I think he'll take some lessons from this game and be better. Uh, You know, there's overreactions talking about benching him and and whatever. But I I think he'll be fine, and I think this team will be fine and be, uh, you know, a team that we're talking about well into January when we're predicting, you know, conference semifinals and maybe even conference championship games in January.
2: Definitely, definitely. Well, gentlemen, we have reached the talent of the show I want to thank you guys for coming and rocking with us, man. Next week we'll be back on our normal start of line I keep standard time. Um, Harvey, man, give us a club, plug and a close and shut it down, my guy.
4: The one thing that I was surprised by more than anything else is the 16-game losing streak that the Denver Broncos snapped against the Kansas City Chiefs. I did not see that coming. Uh, did not expect it at all. Uh, that's a big win for Sean Payton and, uh, and for the Denver Broncos. Regardless of how the rest of the season comes out, they, they at least have their feel good moment this year after some of the beatings that they've taken this season. And it pains me to have to say that, but I just had to point it out. Uh, we got other shows throughout the week and <clears throat> we have. Roundtable Gumbo on Thursday nights We got the Callers Cookout Should be back pretty soon, we'll see Uh, Royce has been with us for Fantasy Basketball Uh, Callers Cookout On Sunday mornings 11 a.m. Eastern with T.P. Thomas And myself where we Recap what's happening the weekend And set the table for you for Sunday And the week ahead And uh, The Texas Rangers are taking care of business uh, Here in Game 4 In the World Series, man Check out the website, sportscitychefs.com, blogs articles, all the different things we're putting up. Check out our shows. Uh, if you like it, then click that like and help us out. Subscribe to uh, our podcast. That way you never miss an episode and you'll be notified anytime anything comes out. Uh, and we appreciate everybody that rocks with us and want to continue to grow our numbers, man. So share, like, subscribe, share. And laise les bon ton Peace.
2: Thank you so much, Mr. Harvey, man. Again, it's such a privilege to share this space with you um, as much as we do, man. Uh, best of best of luck to you and best wishes to you and your family um, as you press on and, and go throughout the rest of your day. Hopefully
5: we'll link back up soon.
2: CT, man, you know what to do, man. Give us a plug in the club and shut it down, sir.
5: Don't let Mike fool y'all. My Sunday show is called The Brunch, not The Cookout. Don't worry, Sports City, but we got y'all, man. Check us out. As much as possible throughout the week, we got shows for you. We got food for thought. Hopefully, y'all still could do these dishes. I agree with Mike. I am stunned that the Denver Broncos pull that went off. You want to know why? Because Patrick Mahomes is my fantasy quarterback, and I lost by like 10 points. And he got shut down. For some odd reason, the no-fly zone finally woke up. Out of nowhere, Denver put up a, a stellar performance. And said enough is enough after all of the losing that they suffered to Andy Reid and those Chiefs. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. Sports City, we got shows all week long for you. You know, uh, we got the contest still being pushed out. Hopefully, y'all can still stay with these dishes. Um, Again, November's on its way, man. The bird month is still continuing. The second one is down. And uh, Sports Paradox was yesterday. Three of the sports worked in favor of me. The Thunder won. The New York Rangers won, and the Detroit Lions won all in one Monday. You talk about somebody outside of their skin. That was my food for thought, and I did a lot of dishes. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chef again, and if they don't know, now they know.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, T.P. Um, yo, I I can't believe we are reached November, man. You know, we got less than sixty days before we click over to twenty twenty four, man. I got a lot uh on my plate these next couple of days, man. You know, keep me in your thoughts and your prayers. And, you know, good vibes, well wishes, whatever you do, uh, Ayana is gonna be here before we know it. And I will be a father of two. So that's gonna be fun. But with that being said, man, it's your boy Strange Reference forward two and the seven oh three, man. It's such a privilege and a pleasure to be here. Uh, doing this with you guys all the time, man. Shout out to everybody that's been rocking with us. Um, Lord willing, i be able to get back on my greasy, jump on some finger foods, write some stuff, uh, you know, kind of start pushing more content, man. this, this it's, Whatever bug has been running around and then kicking my behind, man. So with that being said, uh, shout out to everybody that's been rocking with us, man. And as T C said, tell us, us, the chefs again. We out, man. If you don't know, now we know, man. Be good. Sports City, Sports
1: City Chefs, Chefs Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs Sports City, Sports City Chefs, Chefs Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chef. sports city, sports city. Chefs. Kaboom Sports City chefs is in the room Cooking up hot topics to put up on your the spoon They well in tune Blown like a flower in June Superman vs. MF Doom The clouds loom So tell a friend it's Sports City chefs again Pay attention, tune in We on the set again Sports City chef chef sports city sports city chef chef yeah cat
0: touch